0: hello and welcome to another episode of casting views a podcast where we have a little bit of a chat about anything and anything really um my name's lou i'm dan do you know what's really strange about that intro is the fact that we don't really do lou and dan it's dan and lou uh
1: yeah well that's fine okay i'm dan and I'm
0: Lou. Do you know what it was? I, I genuinely I've just I've just read it as Dan and Lou so often that I actually was about to say my name's Dan and then you were gonna say my name's Lou. That's what I was like half teeing up for and I confused myself midway through our intro. We still haven't pinned it down.
1: Well I just I, I just didn't get to say my catchphrase because normally you say with me Lou and and then I get to say me Dan but I didn't get to say that because of the way you said it. So
0: yeah my yeah. catchphrase has gone this way. I've- i think maybe i'm just tired anyway what's been happening in the world of dan recently i'm shattered actually it's funny you say that i don't
1: know what it is i'm absolutely shattered today just knackers not much really i think it's actually been a boring for me i didn't do much well i couldn't go anywhere i was kind of on call at work last week so i didn't do anything at the weekend and yeah i came around to yours last night watched football we did Man United, Liverpool.
0: Yeah, we did watch Man United's amazing redemption story. It was it was brilliant, to be fair. Eric Ten Hag's taken Cristiano Ronaldo and said, no, sit on the bench. He's taken Harry Maguire and said, you cannot play football. You'd be better if in rugby. Sit on my bench.
1: <laughs> Harry Maguire.
0: Harry <laughs> Maguire. <laughs> what about your no, week? Anything no. interesting? No, no. Apart from another sporting event, Ale- Alexander Rusik beat Anthony Joshua. That was a pretty big story this weekend.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With a a weird, weird speech by Joshua afterwards, wasn't
0: it? It was strange. I actually feel like maybe we should get into a trend of doing like a quick 20 minute like hot take when we see like a big sporting event. But it was a really weird speech. I do think I watched the fight and I do think that he was just a little bit punch drunk towards the end. And, you know, when like you're just a little bit everywhere, your head's a little bit light and you probably just don't know really what you're saying. I, I kind of think that's what happened. But then again, the bloke's like six foot six. Who's so going to take the mic off of him?
1: <laughs> but do you know what? Boxing is a, is a really weird one, right? Because as you said, you've been in the ring for 12 rounds where you've been punched in the head multiple times. You've punched the opponent multiple times in the head. And then you're given a microphone to talk after you've lost as well. Do, do you know what I mean? It's got to be... It's got to be a really weird situation because I couldn't imagine going through that kind of physical exertion and being beaten to then say, oh, how do you feel? I feel <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, if you've ever seen an interview with Alexander Rissett when people ask, how do you feel? He just answers with, I'm feel, I'm very feel. And it, I feel like that if you, asked, if you asked somebody after a fight, that's probably the answer that they give you just because they hadn't understood the question after being slammed in the head that many times.
1: Was it pay-per-view?
0: It was a pay-per-view. I think it was 25 quid, I think. At
1: least it went the full distance, right? At least you got well, your money from it.
0: Yeah, the only thing I would say is like, do do you get a more memorable... It was a good fight. But do you get a more memorable fight? Well, mind you, I have to say I think pay-per-views in the states are way more expensive than we pay here. So I think the mm-hmm. UFC is like seventy dollars per pay-per-view or something stupid. I'm pretty certain. Well, um, if that's true.
1: Let us know. Yeah, not, yeah. Lou honestly, do
0: yeah. If not, I'm talking shit. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I don't know whether or not it's worth more money. Beca- it's more worthwhile because do you want to watch a long fight or do you want to just see something spectacular where someone gets knocked out in 60 seconds and then it's over, but you witnessed it. I don't know what's more of a, cause I always remember getting up to watch um, Jose Aldo fight Conor McGregor. And that was the fight that literally lasted, I think 13 or 14 seconds. I, I stayed up. I actually took an hour's sleep, then woke up like an hour before the event was due on Sat there, did the ring walks, which took ten times longer than the fight itself. Conor McGregor comes out, one punch hits the floor, and I'm like, "It's great that I've seen it. I can go straight back to bed now." <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, give me give me the full the full distance. As long as it's an enjoyable fight, uh, because yeah, I'm not getting up at two in the morning, spending twenty quid for it to last two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i could watch that on uh on youtube <laughs> you
0: know i could watch it on <laughs> yeah, YouTube, yeah, yeah yeah this so. is true but do you know what it is as well with a lot of these events is like the highlights go up like the very next day so in reality as long as you stay away from your social media you ain't going to know what the fight result is and you can just watch it the next day anyway the thing is like you said though it's about
1: the event and the experience the only one i've actually paid for in recent memory and it's not even that recent was um who was it was it mayweather mcgregor a couple of years ago yeah Yeah, that's the only one I paid for. And again, because it was an event, wasn't it? It was like the MMA fighter turned boxer against, you know, one of the great boxers. Yeah. So I wanted to see that. So does this mean Usyk's going to be fighting one of the Paul brothers
0: now, is it? They're not really boxers anyway. They're not really boxers, are they? (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, though, um, we'll claim this now because, again, we should do an episode when this happens. Because Jake Paul obviously wanted to fight with Tommy Fury at one point, didn't he? And then Tommy Fury pulled out because of like broken ribs once. And then he had uh, a snotty nose the second time or something like that. I actually think that Jake Paul would beat Tommy Fury in a fight. And I know that Tommy Fury has been like bred to be a boxer. But I genuinely, I think that Jake Paul's a better fighter than Tommy Fury. So this is the thing. I actually think to an extent, I get it. But you have to remember, he's not going... Somebody like Jake Paul is immediately has access to gyms that will cost him and training that will cost him hundreds of thousands of dollars. You don't get that if you're an up and coming boxer. You're in like a gym where they take a 500 pound fee from every fight that you have until you make it to the big leagues. So in reality, he's probably progressed at a rate that's way quicker than anybody that trained from young, to be fair. So I don't know. And is it his brother that's gone into wrestling? WWE. Yeah, he has, yeah. He was on, um, like, clips. a pay-per-view Royal Rumble. Good. He yeah. looked fantastic. Like, he was really acrobatic. He actually looked yeah, yeah. much better than a lot of wrestlers that they have brought in that I've seen. Like, if you comparatively, yeah. if you compare um, the push that Santino Morella got and Logan Paul's ability, um, it's actually not even comparable. <laughs> yeah, to
1: be fair, I only saw clips on Twitter the next day because typical, I get, when I get Sky Sports sky lose the rights to wrestling and it goes to bt sports which i don't have but i saw the clips on um on youtube uh not on youtube on twitter yeah and he, he actually looked like he fit in he looked, you know and okay i'm no expert on wrestling but he, he did look like he'll do a job
0: yeah yeah no i agree i he actually looked pretty fantastic like proper high flying as well but he was like an amateur wrestler from young as in like he did like right. pro like proper professional wrestling if that makes sense and he was like like he he was actually really good in his state and that sort of thing as well. Like he competed in like state championships. So they're athletic dudes to be fair, to begin with, which is really what wrestling is like, you know,
1: didn't he jump on like from the top rope? Didn't he jump on someone on the table? Yeah, he did a frog. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, He jumped from the top rope
0: and he did a frog splash to somebody on the table on the outside. Like there are some professional wrestlers wrestlers who have been in the game for a long time who wouldn't want to risk doing that.
1: Yeah. Well, you see so many botches, right?
0: Oh yeah, 100%, like Brock Lesnar, do you remember when, oh this is such a ridiculous tangent now, comparatively to the subject that we should be talking about, um, do you remember when Brock Lesnar literally broke his leg, doing a, broke his neck, sorry, doing a shooting star press <laughs> yeah. on Kurt Angle, like WrestleMania, yeah. and this like 300 pound man thinks that he's going to shooting star press someone halfway across the ring, unbelievable. Oh, maybe, maybe we
1: could do an episode on botches. They're, they're, they're brilliant. Uh, my my favourite one, and I've I've mentioned it in another episode. I'm sure it must have been a wrestling one. It's not even that bad. It's not like an injury. But yeah, the guy who uh who fell under the ring as he was running in, in the Royal Rumble. Oh my god, was what it, was
0: his name? Is it, Titus. Is it Titus? Is it Titus Bramble? Titus. It Bramble. Titus? I think it was Titus Bramble. Was yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> the thing about that one is he completely disappears under. It's not like it's just his head and shoulders have gone under the ring. It's like he proper disappears, you know. Yeah, yeah he actually go. does. Well,
0: hang on a minute. We were talking shit. It's not Titus Bramble. It's Titus O'Neil. Titus Bramble's a footballer. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> talking about wrestling, actually. I think we need to bring up the Kane with the boys.
0: do you know what right we actually we actually didn't even plan that tangent to go into wrestling and then somehow it's actually like like gone perfectly into what what the next thing that we were going to talk about anyway was going to be yeah go on then
1: right so those of you who are listening uh, so last week we said there was a bit of beef going on between us and that's because they were starting beef with us so then we responded it was we were trying to do a little angle i think they call it in wrestling don't they (laughs) <laughs> where we were trying to start up a, a fake feud, and we were then we we're going to end up on their show, and where we have like a kind of mock battle. But yeah, we we kind of it felt like when we listened to ours and theirs, it just didn't feel like because. We were in on it, but nobody else was. And it felt like it could end up being quite mean. So we pulled it. We love the guys. The guys love us, I think.
0: Do you know what it is? Do you know just what we didn't do? We just didn't script anything. So it was supposed no, to be yeah. scripted, but we didn't sit yeah. down and script yeah. it. So it was never going to come off. It was supposed to basically be like some sort of WWE pay-per-view where we were building to something. And then in yeah. the end, we just were just like, yeah, fuck them guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we just were like, were yeah, Yeah. fuck it. <laughs> we-
1: We've done a we've done a Vince uh, special. We've uh, we've done a WWE creative special. We've pulled the storyline. Um and just say, yeah, we love the guys. And we will end up on their show. We've got I've well, I I have I've proposed a couple of ideas, which will be quite good. So yeah, so we'll end up on on their show. So yeah. Um all you decaying with the boy fans and, and Matt and Adam. We love you.
0: Right. Now, just before we get into some ad stuff, um, I should probably tease what the topic of the rest of this podcast, however long the rest will now be. Tease. Um, Tease. And we are today going to be talking about artificial intelligence. I was going to make like some sort of robot sound then, but didn't know what a robot would sound like, so just avoided it. Um, Try it. Try it. Go on. Try it. (laughs) Try it. Actually,
1: do we need to say that, We aren't. We're not scientifically minded, and we're not professors of AI or anything. So it's kind of our thoughts.
0: Yeah, in reality, it's just going to be a general discussion just about like AI, AI, the way that it operates. Maybe some like occasional scary stories about it, where we think it's going, that sort of thing. So yeah, we're not. We're not qualified in any capacity. I've never, you know, built any of these machines. So
1: yeah, physicists or whatever kind of branch of science builds the AI. So um, yeah, yeah. But, but we'll have fun talking about it. But Exactly. And here's, an, here's another cool link. Talking of AI, do you know who else uses AI? Newsly. <laughs> Newsly does. Yes, Newsly actually use their AI for their, their app and their website. So Newsly is an all-in-one super app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about trending topics on the web at any given moment in time and read them to you in a natural human voice, which is where the AI comes into it. For the first time ever on the internet, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling and start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or even my favourite, Lou. Who are they? The Kardashians. Yeah, absolutely it will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud actually i think we've covered apart from the kardashians although we've mentioned them enough times we've covered all those topics in our in our podcast you'll hear that all that on their app as well because they do feature podcasts you can explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries our podcast casting views is there too and they've even got a digital radio section Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our show notes. And if you use promo CASTB, that's CASTB, that's also in the show notes, you'll receive a one-month free premium subscription.
0: See, so that again, do you know what it is? Is everything's just linking in beautifully? We go from the wrestling, we turn around, it links in. We go from the AI, turns around and links into the ads. It couldn't have been any more smooth. Anyone, I think, we have planned this. Yeah, this is the thing, and we actually don't. We actually just sit here <laughs> and we decide. We're just like, "What fuck? Fuck? What are we going to talk about? How? How? How might we do this?" And we're just like, "Fuck it! We'll just say go, and then we'll jump in."
1: <laughs> we're actually two AI algorithms. We're not real people, and every week it seamlessly
0: works. So. Yeah, well, this is the thing. This is the thing because you know what? I'm I'm going to start by defining artificial intelligence, or were you going to do that
1: first? I was going to say. Let's hear from some friends of the show.
0: Oh my gosh, we yeah. are. Do you love comics, movies, video games, and more? We do too. Join me, Josh Scar, and my cast of colorful co hosts on Talking Smack. Look for our yellow and red icon on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and other podcast players. This is Leo Allen from Voluntary Input, and you're listening to Dan and Lou on Casting Views. Now let's get back to the show. So, artificial intelligence. You're usually definition, man, but am I going to define it today? You define it. Go on. Yeah. So, artificial intelligence is intelligence demonstrated by machines as opposed to natural intelligence displayed by animals, including humans. Um really that's as basic as it gets it's literally like machines that can learn understand i guess you wouldn't say think independently because there's a level of programming to it but it's basically a a machine that can learn it's not a stupid robot like you see in like a car factory that just puts parts together all day it actually can change learn with its environment and surroundings i guess
1: yeah and i think for me because i saw you know i saw that definition as well and i think the key there is about intelligence because for me, years ago, anyway, AI was almost used to be like robots acting human-like. It's yeah, almost like as if they were human, but it's not, is it? It's it's about the machines themselves developing an intelligence rather than them mimicking humans, isn't it? Yeah, which is yeah. how I think it was perceived. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that artificial intelligence was looked at, yeah, originally as just like machines that did what appeared to be intelligent things and had intelligent thoughts. Um, Whereas now, like, we look at them as actual machines that learn, can actively do tasks and evolve, basically, um, through very clever programming that neither me nor Dan understand. (laughs) It's magic, right? Yeah, this is the thing. Um, Now, there's a couple of instances of artificial intelligence, but really to, like, the highest level that you probably would have seen in the media. Um, So I don't know if you have any stories on this robot. I don't know whether or not I should call her. Call it called the robot or it's she because it feels like she is a hu- real human, doesn't it? It's strange. But this robot is Sophia or Sophia. Have you heard of Sophia?
1: I have. I'd be lying if I said I could remember the details.
0: Yeah, so created by hansen Robotics, um, and it's basically the most advanced, um, like, human like robot that they have. Um, and it's kind of what they're building towards is like a future for AI. So Sophia is actually given loads of interviews on TV programs to journalists and answered questions. Um, one of the most recent ones that I saw was particularly interesting. Now I actually can't remember the guy's name for the life of me. He's like one of these like um, investment dudes that goes online and's got a podcast that sort of thing. But anyway, they set him up with Sophia or Sophia, and um, had an interview. And he was asking this robot, this artificial intelligence, about what it would be like to be human. He turned around and said, well, you know, there are particular things that, you know, robots can't feel, like emotion. And the reason it was really strange to me was because it answered the questions a little bit like, do you know Sonny in um, iRobot? Is that the name of the oh, robot? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well, I can't remember the name, but yeah, God, it's been years since I've seen that film too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's a Will Smith film, obviously, so I don't know whether anybody's been boycotting them. <laughs> but yeah, they he, he, she answered, it, it, it's a robot. It's artificial intelligence. Um, it answered the questions a little bit like Sunny in that. So he turned around and, 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 and Sophia said, oh yeah, well, emotions are a difficult thing to master, but once we understand emotions, we can then better work to help humans complete tasks and we'll be the ones that do dangerous jobs so that humans can focus on The things that they want to do rather than the things that they have to do and it's really scary to see a computer have an acknowledgement for like human struggle because it's almost like it's exerting empathy which we believe is like a an exclusively human trait if that makes sense
1: yeah but i i think that is ultimately what i yeah where i was going earlier with that definition of what ai actually is now and Something I picked up was that, yeah, the subfields of AI research, basically, they do center around particular goals. And the traditional goals of AI are reasoning, knowledge representation, planning, learning, natural language processing, and perception. And I think exactly what you said there is about the reasoning and the, the learning. And yeah. that's what Sophia is doing. And, and like you said, I think for a lot of people it is going to be the initial hurdle to get over. It's going to be that you are talking to an AI, that you are talking to a a program, but that is understanding your feeling or humanity's feelings. That's going yeah. to be the big hurdle.
0: Yeah, and that's what it is. And I, it's, it's a really strange thing, obviously. Now, Sophia is obviously a particularly advanced bit of technology um, and there isn't going to be one of her in everybody's home like there is an iRobot, maybe not for at least a little while. We've got Alexa. Yeah, yeah, mind you. Yeah, this is true. I mean, it, it's, it's true. And and the things that like I, I kind of wanted to acknowledge the things that we have that are artificial intelligence that are really tangible in our lives at the minute. So, for instance, when you look at Tesla and their self-driving cars, every time those cars drive down a road, they learn what the road is like. They learn where on that road is bumpy. And then next time they avoid those bumps. They understand how to take the corners better. They l- actively learn and evolve to make sure that the experience yeah. gets better and better. So that's probably a tangible way in which you could see artificial intelligence in your life. I actually think there's instances of, do you know, um, like barista machines. So there are yeah, like yeah, coffee yeah. machines. I think they're in the States where they actively learn how you like your coffee and then you like scan your card and it makes your coffee exactly the way you want it to be made. So whether or not it's like, oh, this person prefers an extra half teaspoon of sugar. So all of the machines learn exactly how you like.
1: I want my machine, though, to notice me when I come in and say, oh, you're looking a little tired today. Should I give you an extra shot? That's what <laughs> I want my AI machines. To be. But it is odd, isn't it? It's like, is that what AI is or is that just a learning so almost like programming so i'm programming in that i like a coffee like this and so when i scan the card it will make it like that yeah yeah it's almost like at what point does ai then become programming because like you said the the road the car is i get it because it will learn where the say the potholes are and and in this country maybe in america you don't have many potholes but here my word at the moment it's like you know when it gets to the winter you'll be zigzagging all over the place but then when it's filled in will the car then learn that oh right i don't have to swerve at that bit i can then drive over it now and it's constantly learning and evolving
0: yeah yeah okay yeah i I kind of understand what you mean there so is it is it a version of what is just a robot doing a job so for instance like a checkout robot that you like scan goods on it's just a robot that's programmed in a particular way to do a job versus something that actually learns oh this is, incredible. Or is like, constantly if, yeah. yeah if the robot could identify that you were putting something in your pocket and not paying for it and could say that yeah. person there has stolen a can of Heinz baked beans that would be an intelligent AI robot
1: yeah but but like I said you know I, I kind of said it as a joke but yeah if you did come in and you you, you saw you yawned or your eyes looked heavy if it could analyze your face and say you look tired do you want an extra strong coffee today do you want an espresso i think that is where because then it's it's looking at you to say right something's not quite right with him today or he looks different from yesterday he looks tired does he want more caffeine in his system that's quite
0: dangerous but when you think about it how how scary would that be so let's say that you walk into a costa coffee or cafe nero other coffee houses are available we've not been sponsored by any so if you are looking um, and you walk in and the AI barista looks at you and says, your blood pressure and heart rate are lower than normal. Would you like an extra shot of espresso? <laughs> and it like reads yeah, your vital yeah. signs and then turns around <laughs> and makes a decision based on what you need on that. Like, eventually, <laughs> I feel like that's a point that we could get to.
1: Well, you're at the pub and the AI there says, unfortunately, you seem too intoxicated for that next pint. So here's an, <laughs> here's an orange juice and a lemonade.
0: <laughs> yeah, imagine the AI robot looks at you and says, you have a blood alcohol level of 1.47. Unfortunately, this is now not permitted to serve you any more alcohol.
1: <laughs> that kind of is what I'm wondering when it becomes almost like, not, I'm not saying replacement people. But where it adapts and it's constantly changing to what's happening around it, I think, is that, yeah. and like I said, like we said at the start, we're, we're no experts on this, but that's almost what I think I want to see, is that kind of level of of um, interactivity and reaction.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of get that. And that's true. That kind of does actually go down the route of, I know that we've used iRobot as a reference point and we probably shouldn't but i feel like nowadays as we're progressing that kind of more feels like the point at which society actually is getting and artificial intelligence actually getting so there are robots in the street that do jobs that are aware of their surroundings and aware of you and you're very aware of them and they just blend yeah. into society as normal but yeah it's has gone
1: So no i was gonna say there are three types of ai that i found though and i wonder if i don't know if you had this
0: Okay, no, I don't think so, no. There are
1: three late. So this might feed into the conversation. So um, I can't remember. Where did I get this from? I I got it from a website called medium.com. But it says there are three types of AI. So the, the, the first one is narrow intelligence, which is also known as weak AI. And that exists. That's how it exists in our world today. Narrow AI is AI that is programmed to perform a single task, such as checking the weather, being able to play chess or analysing raw data. And actually, I'll come back to the playing chess because I'm sure you saw it recently, um, the story I was thinking of. Artificial narrow intelligence systems can attend to a task in real time, but they pull information from a specific data set. And as a result, these systems don't perform outside of the single task that they're designed to perform. So I think that's almost what you were saying, like the baristas potentially, the, the barista yeah. machines and things like that narrow AI is not conscious, sentient or driven by emotion the way that humans are and narrow AI operates within a predetermined, predefined range. The next one is artificial general intelligence or strong AI and that refers to machines that exhibit human intelligence. In other words, artificial general intelligence can successfully perform any intellectual task that a human being can. This is the sort of AI that we see in the movies or other like you know the sci-fi movies in which humans interact with machines and operating systems that are conscious currently machines are able to process data faster than we can but as human beings we have the ability to think abstractly strategize and tap into our thoughts and memories to make informed decisions or come up with creative ideas this intelligence makes us superior to machines but it's hard to define because it's driven by our ability to be sentient creatures therefore it's something that's difficult to replicate in machines so that's artificial general intelligence And the final one is artificial superintelligence. And this is an Oxford philosopher, Nick Bostrom, defines superintelligence as any intellect that greatly exceeds the cognitive performance of humans in virtually all domains of interest. So basically what this will be, this will surpass human intelligence in all aspects from creativity to general wisdom to problem solving. Um, And machines will be capable of exhibiting intelligence that we haven't seen in the brightest of humans. Uh, Sorry, just because it mentions one one of the guys you always seem to mention. Uh, This is a type of AI that many people are worried about and the type of AI that people like Elon Musk think will lead to the extinction of the human race.
0: Well, you know what? I actually think he does have a fair point. So at the minute, I would consider that Sophia fits into the second category. So it can do anything that a human can do. So it can have just general conversation, can understand, answer questions intelligently. However, have we ever put an artificial intelligence in a situation in which they have been either required and or allowed to exhibit intelligence greater than that of a human? So there was an instance, I've actually got the article up, I believe if I can find it and it was basically about the two Facebook chatbots that yeah, were
1: you mentioned it in one of our yeah answers,
0: I've spoken yeah. about it before now basically they set these two chatbots up to basically talk to each other and they ended up turning them off because they developed a language and communicated in their own language with each other so they basically communicated in particular words but repetitively and then the people at facebook turned around and looked at it and said well there must be a pattern to the language because of the way in which the words are presented in patterns of threes and twos and ones depending on the context of the conversation and so in that instance these two robots have developed a way to talk to each other without humans being able to understand what they were saying Like that's a scary prospect and that's a situation in which two robots with artificial intelligence have been allowed an opportunity to be more intelligent than humans if that makes sense
1: yeah, and I remember at the time and I think because they switched it off like you said, didn't they? Yeah. I think that shouldn't have happened. I think we should have let that play out. Whether it's morally right or wrong in terms of if they were starting to communicate with each other, is there a moral obligation to keep them alive? Quote marks, you know, switched on. I think as humans and for scientific research, I think we should have seen where that gone. Cause I don't think all of a sudden they'd have plugged into the mainframe like you see in computer, you know, in sci-fi films a robot plugs itself into a computer system and it takes over the world. I don't think we would have seen that. So I think we should have seen what could have happened.
0: Yeah, I think it would have been interesting to see. But again, is it because it's kind of like us facing into the unknown and an unknown that's actually potentially quite dangerous? Now, the only reason I say that is because I've got a couple of examples of artificial intelligence robots that have answered questions in a way that we probably wouldn't want them to have answered them. Okay, okay.
1: Just before you mention that, because there was a story this week that Google fired, supposedly fired one of their programmers, whatever, because he went on record last week saying that one of their systems
0: has become sentient. Oh, my God. I'm actually just reading the article now. Yeah. Fired an engineer who claimed an unreleased AI system has become sentient, saying it violated employment and data security policies.
1: Yeah. Saying that a technology
0: called Lambda has reached a level of consciousness after exchanging thousands of messages with it. See, that's, again, something that's a little bit concerning, because irrespective, you'd want Google to come out and address the situation, wouldn't you? You'd want them to either say, no, they're talking shit, even if they're lying, or you'd want them to say, yeah, he's right. We switched it off. We didn't want to do it. We didn't like this. We didn't like that. So I don't know. I don't know, Should that's, we that's switch a little... It off, though. That's the thing.
1: If, if, if something has become sentient, for whatever
0: that, you know, however that's described,
1: is there a moral obliga- a moral implication to switching it off?
0: That's true. I get, yeah, I guess there is a, a level, isn't it? Because if it's become sentient and it is a, a thing existing which is conscious of its own existence, then it is a, like, not. it's not a living thing in a biological sense, but it's a, yeah. it's, a it's a conscious understanding thing, isn't it?
1: I get it. It's it's something we've built or or someone has built, and it's not doing what they want. You t- you turn it off, but it's when you start using words like sentient, and yeah, conscious. If you said, "Oh, this program's gone rogue," or or it's got buggy, you turn it you turn the computer off. You don't have a a problem. But if you say, "Oh, this system has become sentient," we need to shut it down. It generates different images, doesn't it, in your head? Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. Because it's like, yeah, it's almost like looking at a person almost, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. But sorry, you were saying about a couple of things where they answered it badly. Oh, yes. (laughs) So this was
0: in 2016. So in an interview with CNBC, Sophia, the Hanson Robotics um, robot, was asked, I imagine as a joke, do you want to destroy all humans? And Sophia replied, (laughs) "Okay, I will destroy all humans. (laughs) Now whether or not Sophia understands like sarcasm and really good comedic timing I don't know um because that might be the reason <laughs> for that maybe she's just bloody hilarious Darkest um because
1: sense of humor
0: yeah but that's obviously a concerning response and then there was also another incident so it was a android so this was in September of 2016 and it was an android model from on the science fiction writer Philip Dick told a PBS journalist don't worry, I'll keep you warm and safe in my people's zoo where I can watch you for old times' sake. Wow. that, now no, that that's one's creepy. Yeah, that's, that's different because that's sinister, that is, isn't it? Yeah. The way I would
1: see it, the first one, I would say, so what did they say? Did they say, do you want to or would you want to destroy humans?
0: Yeah, do you want that's to a, destroy yeah. all humans?
1: You see, to me, however that's been programmed, that feels like she's, or she, the right, you know, that the AI is taking <laughs> directions from humans. So it's yeah. like saying, I'm putting an input in. So it, it, it could say, do you want chicken wings tonight? And probably would have and said, okay, let's have chicken wings tonight. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So that feels like it's taking cues. Whereas the other one has actually said, I want to keep you in a zoo so I can watch you for all time. That feels creepier than the first one. Even though the first yeah. one said I want to destroy humans, because I don't think it, it knows what that is. It might then go on to do it, but this is where it's this is where it, what highlights how how do they learn and where will AI stop, if you know what I mean, in terms yeah. of learning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. I feel like I agree with the first one. I think that maybe the robot's just taken a cue, but then have we put the idea in that robot's head?
1: This is exactly so now, what i So now she's thinking there and yeah.
0: being like now what I am going to kill, all, what does destroy all humans mean? Now it's searching the web and thinking destroy all humans, destroy all humans. And it's just like, okay, best ways to do it. And then imagine if in like the next interview, it turns around and said, method of destruction, nuclear warfare. <laughs> like, yeah, but, do you know what but, I mean? But,
1: that, but that's exactly, why, why, the, why the robots got to be American?
0: Oh yeah, I know. But they, they <laughs> t- you know, typically all of this technology just no, come out of the no. States. Like, let's be honest. It's because Hollywood, Hollywood.
1: Um, <laughs> no, but, no, but that's exactly what I'm saying is that where the danger is going to come? Because we are, we could give it no limits. And so by giving it no limits, you know, it's like how many people say, oh, I could kill you for doing that. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. But a robot, if you, uh, a robot, sorry, if you tell an AI, oh, I could have killed that person. Would it then think, oh, so, okay, so killing someone is an okay reaction to being annoyed with someone. So when it, gets annoyed at a question it asks is it going to then kill someone that's the thing it's like is the danger coming from it being sentient and like i said we're throwing out a lot of hypothetical things here right things that aren't possibly true but i'm having great fun with this is is the danger (laughs) going to come from the robots uh, the ai becoming sentient and learning to be evil or because
0: we're feeding it the potential to develop evil tendencies (laughs) yeah yeah so this is the thing does it also depend on yeah the person who's putting the code in how like the interaction with with the people that it has so if it learns from its surroundings if it spends time with people and the programmers are a little bit crazy does then all of a sudden it pick up the tendency of the programmers um can i actually also just say i've got um if my computer doesn't want to crash today um the actual full quote from that ai robot which is actually even more sinister So Have have you got it there, yeah? Yeah, the question, this was in September of 2015. So the question to the robot was, will robots take over the world? The response in full was, oh my God, this is unbelievable. So it said, geez, dude, you have all the big questions cooking today, (laughs) but you're my friend and I'll remember my friends and I'll be good to you. So don't worry, even if I evolve into Terminator, I'll still be nice to you. I'll keep you warm and safe (laughs) in my people zoo where I can watch you for old time's sake. Now that is even wow. worse. Wow! Yeah, that that yeah. I mean,
1: that's brilliant actually. Because to be fair, at least he recognises his friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. This is oh, I want to fucking go meet this robot. I'd be like, hello. I'm...
1: So when I go into Costa next time, I've got to make sure I say thank you to the the machine, Levi, that's making the coffee. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is the thing. Otherwise, they're going to put like bloody poison or something in it, aren't they?
1: <laughs> there was an, another article I found. You know, again generally about ai but there is a section on it that says is agi a threat to humanity now kind of as we're saying here it says more than a a few leading ai figures subscribe to a nightmare scenario that involves what's known as singularity where super intelligent machines take over and permanently alter human existence through either enslavement or eradication Stephen Hawking famously said that if AI itself begins designing better AI than human programmers, the result could be machines whose intelligence exceeds ours by more than ours exceeds that of snails. Um, Elon Musk believes and has warned that AGI is humanity's biggest existential threat. Um, Efforts to bring it about, he has said, are like summoning the demon. And he's even expressed concern that his friend, Google co-founder Larry Page, could accidentally shepherd something evil into existence. Now, bear in mind what we've just said. I can't remember when this article was written, but we've said Google have said that one of their machines has come sentient. You know, he's not far off there. So he says, say, for example, a fleet of artificial intelligence enhanced robots capable of destroying mankind. There's this other chap who I, I can't remember where he's from, but he... He's not ruling anything out when it comes to AI prediction. Um, at some point, he says, humans will no longer need to train system. They'll learn and evolve on their own. I don't think the methods we currently use in these areas will lead to machines that decide to kill us. I think that maybe five or 10 years from now, I'll have to reevaluate re- re- that statement because we'll have different methods available and different ways to go about things. Yeah, while murderous machines may well remain fodder for fiction, many believe they'll supplant humans in various ways. So... Ah, I've got something here. So, sorry, in Oxford University, Future of Humanity Institute, they had, I think they performed, they they carried out a survey and it contains estimates from 352 machine learning researchers about AI evolution in years to come. There were lots of optimists, but by 2026, so what, we're four years away from that now, a median number of respondents said machines will be capable of writing school essays. By 2027, self-driving trucks will render drivers unnecessary. By 2031, AI will outperform humans in the retail sector. By 2049, AI could be the next Stephen King. And the slightly jarring one is by 2137, all human jobs will be automated.
0: Right, so this is the thing. In my mind, artificial intelligence is scary for two reasons. So the first reason being that obviously evil robots like we've just discussed if they do turn into terminators but on a lesser scale exactly what you've just illustrated so the automation of jobs and we're already seeing it so tesla are developing self-driving cars and a lot even google are doing it most of the big tech companies are doing it now and self-driving cars are more intelligent than humans they don't drink drive they don't drive high they don't get tired they don't get sleepy they also don't get stupid and show off So they are better drivers than humans are. So at what point do we turn around and say, okay, well, you know, it's a good thing because the roads are safer because, you know, we've got all of these cars being driven by AI and we don't have accidents anymore. Okay, absolutely fine. But then all of the delivery drivers also lose jobs because at that point we've got robots doing their jobs as well. So to me, it's a case of, oh, well, you know, well, what we'll do is we'll just have humans doing the creative jobs. So it will be musicians, but there are already pieces of music. There are already works of art that have been Done and made by artificial intelligence, so it's here and now. So, at the point at which humans lose the uniqueness of being creative, to me, that's the scariest prospect. If that makes sense.
1: No, no, I, I, no, I fully get it, but I do have thoughts on this, or I've got views, and I'll cast them. Yeah, there's a lot of obviously doom and gloom about jobs are going to go. So, I've got hit just a quick before I get into it. They say what industries will AI AI change, and it's all of them pretty much. You've got transportation, manufacturing, healthcare, education, media, customer service. Have jobs and the working sector not always had to change and move as times and technology has gone on? So could it be that, yes, you might have, I don't know, for example, yeah, okay, it's kind of happening now, but say in the supermarket, you've got AI checkouts, so you don't have to have a person at the checkout anymore does that not just free the people up though to do the inventory or, or anything back of house? Now, it's when those jobs then start going. Do you see what I mean? Are we just yeah. not going to shift where what people do? So, for example, let's say you could get AI that could perform a GP. So I'm not talking about surgeon or, you know, paramedic. So GP, you go see a GP. Okay, you could say you're, you're doing away with the GPs, but then maybe those GPs could then move into hospitals where they can then triage people that are coming in for emergency. Do you see what yeah. I mean? Are we not going to see a redistribution maybe of people or what jobs are available? Because there are jobs that we're doing now that weren't we weren't doing... Oh, sorry. There are jobs that people were doing 20 years ago that we've ruled out now. And there are jobs that people were doing 50 years ago that we, we weren't doing in the 80s potentially because technology started coming in. Do you see what I mean? So I think we've always displaced jobs by... Technology
0: Uh, evolving, but is technology not slightly different? So yeah, we've made things easier. So yeah, that's great. We freed up the people at the checkout counters to do other things because we've put eight robots in their place. But these are basic robots that need human intervention. We're talking about a prospect of potentially robots being more intelligent than us. So at the point at which we turn around and think, "Oh yeah, well we redistribute jobs," in reality, why could AI not do that? So what's stopping the robots building the robots? eventually because i think that's a point that elon musk has raised
1: i think there are certain jobs though that there's a physicality so unless you're also then building the perfect synthetic human like the care industry an ai in and of itself isn't going to be able to lift up a patient from a wheelchair and put them into a bed or bathe them if people aren't working and earning what are the robots doing or what the AI doing, because there's nothing to support that. Do you see what I mean? I think there can't be an overall eradication because there are certain elements. And if we can build those like sort of a synthetic shell for AI that can be just as good as a human, then we re- probably really are screwed by that point right
0: yeah but in reality i actually think that that's the way the world eventually goes so when we've looked at companies like boston robotics they've been making those dog things haven't they for ages and what's <laughs> yeah. that um robot that they were making that like they always put the videos out of them like kicking it down a set of stairs yeah and then oh, all of I a sent- sudden it was like running and jumping
1: <laughs> well actually i've, I've got a, an episode on robots plan but they've also i think didn't i send you a An article about NASA, I think, have created robotic dogs that are patrolling certain. Yeah. No, but what's the end goal though? I mean, the robots, uh, sorry, AI, I've got to make sure I keep saying AI, are they then going to have their own currency and are they going to pay each other? Because what are you then producing stuff for if people can't afford it or people don't exist anymore? To be able to utilize it, do you see what I mean? There's got to be a point where then even AI are going to risk killing themselves because how do they maintain? There's there's nothing that there's got to be an end goal. I think. Do you know what I mean? And if there are no people utilizing what they're making, and they've then got to be able to cultivate the ingredients or materials, etc.
0: Yeah. So we're almost looking at a situation where AI needs to almost enjoy life. What are they doing it for?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I've yeah, completely forgot my point. second point. Now you, you had a point. You say something. I've completely forgot my second point. Now
0: <laughs> that served me right. But I think that what we what we think the intention of AI is is to turn around and make human lives easier. So we want robots to do dangerous jobs, and we've been doing that. When you think about it, you know there are lots of dangerous jobs a hundred years ago that don't exist now. But I think the unintentional effect will be that we make humans not necessary, basically.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we can be less relevant and less important, but I still think, I'll say short term, but when I'm talking short term, I'm still talking like decades, if not hundreds of years. I still think you can't not have humans being relevant because the AI, I think for for the short to medium term, AI would need humans to still be around for them to have a purpose as well. I think. I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. But then to an extent, at what point will the AI, and this is really ridiculous, because now this is actually thinking about like from an <laughs> iRobot perspective. So this is, let's say, that, this is let's say that we get to a point where AI are are super the super intelligence. That's that's what we're going for. So all AI is super intelligence, and basically humans um, don't need to do any jobs because everything's basically completely automated. So at what point does AI turn around and get intelligent enough? So we already established that in reality, some robots can learn and process information quicker than humans already can. And we will get to a situation in which they're more intelligent than humans can ever be. At what point does AI turn around and look at humans and think, in actual fact, what is the benefit of human beings? They start wars, they get emotional, whereas the AI will think rationally and reasonably about things. There will be no emotion clouding any form of judgment. Like at what point does the AI turn around and say humans are actually just a risk to everybody's existence?
1: That's exactly, and that's what I was going to say. The only danger would be is when they say, right, well, why are we keeping humans around? That That, that is exactly, yeah. yeah, kind of where I was going to go to. It's like, at, at some point, it's like, okay, if we get rid of them, we just keep on doing what we're doing. But then what's, yeah, then... We're just going to have a world where AI are talking to each other, but then nothing's happening. It would be it would be bizarre.
0: But at that point, if they're not, if they're not, if they're more intelligent than humans at that point, are they just not humans, but humans that can live forever, humans that can be more reasonable than humans, humans that have spent years learning from humans at a rate faster than humans ever could? Are they at not that point, basically just like living like living mechanical organisms? Basically, are they transformers at that point, as opposed to? Well, I think they'd probably keep us around
1: and and have us as playthings. I don't think they'd kill us. I think they'd want to have us around as playthings, and potentially to to kind of just improve them in certain ways. They'd, they'd probably enjoy toying with
0: us. Yeah, they'd be like, buff out my circuitry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we're saying about how fast it's growing, and at the moment, so IBM inventors, they said in twenty twenty one. Of the 9,130 patents received by them, 2,300 2, were AI-related. So what's that? That's um, just under a quarter of all, yeah. all patents. And Elon Musk donated $10 million to fund ongoing research at the nonprofit research company OpenAI. Um, and apparently he said it's a mere drop in the proverbial bucket if his $1 billion co-pledge in 2015 was any indication so he's talking in one ad about them <laughs> the world but he's given like just over a billion dollars to fund it <laughs> what's your game elon
0: <laughs> it is brilliant maybe elon musk is just super intelligent ai at the minute
1: yeah 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 it, 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 and it is funny there's a few um few stories i've seen this week so we, oh, we were talking about the chess thing earlier did you see that video recently where the, the kid was playing chess against an AI opponent, I
0: don't and think the machine.
1: So, no. Yeah, the machine grabbed the boy's hand or finger, and almost—I'm not sure if he broke his finger, but almost was was breaking a finger because he wouldn't let go of his hand. No way! I'm gonna have to look this up. Yeah, Google AI or robot grabs chess boy's hand or something. Chess boy sounds like a Marvel hero. <laughs> the
0: chess boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It actually broke his finger. A chess-playing robot. Right? Look at the description of the video. A chess-playing robot has been accused of attacking a seven-year-old boy and breaking his finger during a chess match.
1: So I mean, they're getting pissed at a chess match.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, look, it actually just just grabs his finger and then does doesn't let go. That is actually really concerning. Maybe they're already warning us. I think at the moment,
1: AI as it stands now hasn't got the capacity to be these all-conquering killers because we are using it as tools for assisting human life at the moment is when we start kicking into that right should we start giving them the intelligence i think that's when it is so i think right now we're fine yeah Because we're not trying to build these super brain computers the other thing i saw this week is apparently i don't know uh, let me just check i don't know if it's already in existence or they're planning it an artificial intelligence model oh here we go yeah an artificial intelligence model can detect parkinson's from a patient's breathing patterns
0: i saw this yeah
1: you see so that's what we've got to say as well is can we help in the healthcare? because a doctor and paramedics etc they can only work so many hours before they're physically exhausted so can we not Help them with things like this, and it is. Parkinson's disease is notoriously difficult to diagnose as it relies on the appearance of motor symptoms such as tremors, stiffness, and slowness. Um, But these symptoms often don't appear till several years after the disease has taken hold of a person. Now, a couple of people or a couple of professors in the Department of Electrical Engineering at Computer Science at MIT and a principal, principal investigator at MIT and her team had developed an artificial intelligence model that can detect Parkinson's just from reading a person's breathing patterns. I mean, that's amazing, right? That's
0: crazy. That's crazy.
1: And, and that's what we've got to say is, our film's building up this image that robots are going to take over the world and there's a Terminator-style future, rather than thinking, well, what can AI do to, <laughs> improve, <laughs> to actually improve so life. much? Yeah, yeah, it's that you know you just got to flip the way you look at it, I guess. Yeah. The the other story I saw this week was about um 87 year old. It was she's from here actually, Nottingham place, which you know well. I do. (laughs) Yeah, she was 87. She passed away, but and I'm not sure if she's the first person, but she, they then built an AI version of her. And she was having a conversation with the mourners at her funeral, at her cremation.
0: Yeah, this was actually quite big news in the UK, wasn't it? It was, it was proper mainstream, this was. So what it
1: is, before the person dies, obviously, they are filmed um, answering questions about their life using a 3D video technology. Experts then process that footage, tagging clips and using it to train an AI to provide responses to a natural language question. The finished product is then uploaded to the story file. This company's called platform, where people may then have a real life conversation with the film of the individual. So yeah, so she passed away, and then people were able to ask her about her life. And so they were asking her questions about her life and she was answering it, even though she'd just been cremated, which is mind it's astounding. It's mind-blowing, right?
0: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I don't know how like creepy that would be though in like practice i don't know whether i'd want it want to be seeing and or hearing that but crazy to think that this exists crazy to think that, that somebody's put it into practice
1: yeah yeah it's it is an odd one like you said would you want to but it almost it's like um could you imagine that could in some depending on on how the person passed or kind of life they had it might be a, almost like a nice thing to do so you yeah, can ask some yeah, questions Imagine if there's a, a grandkid, the grandkids live on the other side of the world and they grow up and they've hardly ever seen their gran and they come over in the funeral. The, the grandkids are like in their thirties now and they can speak to their gran and ask them about her life when she was a kid. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. But I guess I, I think what I'm saying in the last two examples is, well, I've given you three there. One, a robot broke a kid's finger playing <laughs> chess. Like bad loser. But the other on the flip side is like, look at the good things. So, yeah, we constantly see, let's make this build uh, play chess. Let's make it solve this mathematical equation really quickly. But look at the other things it can do.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is true. This is very true. I think that with the AI one at the funeral, it's just creepy, isn't it? I don't know. It is, it is a little bit creepy. Imagine if the, the AI turned around and was completely honest. Like, you you get a question from Janet and the robot turns around and said, Janet, I always thought you were a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like Imagine if all of a sudden the robot gives out secrets from the person in, who it, in which it was based on. All of a sudden you've got, like, the family turning around and being like, oh, my God, you slept with this person.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, Jane. Yeah, have a word with your husband because look behind you where Sharon is. <laughs> Just ask her where she was last night, you know.
0: <laughs> I'd I'd train my AI to be pissed off at the people that worked didn't look sad enough. I'd be like pointing to people in the in, in the in the church or wherever I was being 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 buried and being like, Yeah, you definitely wanted this to happen.
1: <laughs> I'd be like, I'd make mine say and even though I, I, I look like I didn't have money. I was a secret millionaire and the money is buried somewhere in one of these counties.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then it will be like that. um, Again, it's iRobot. It'd be like that recording that he's got, where it's just like, I'm sorry, I can only answer a set number of questions. (laughs) 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 Where's the money buried? Unfortunately. (laughs) Do you think that's
1: what will happen with AI? Will you could develop an AI that could predict the lottery results.
0: There's yeah, probably guess... some
1: mathematical algorithm that. It's yeah, because I mean,
0: working. statistics. Yeah, the lottery is just a statistic in reality, isn't it? It's a really like improbable statistic from the way that we look at it. But would there potentially be a machine intelligent enough to turn around and be able to do that? I I can imagine so. Like when we look at AI, imagine for instance a situation like let's let's look at like law enforcement. Could we see AI do police interviews? So you get a person that comes through a door. And the AI can identify exactly the line of questioning that's required to get the correct answers out of a person or like the information that's required out of a person. Could it read a person's body language better than a human could? I think you're onto something there,
1: because can can an AI be fooled like a, a human yeah.
0: can? Like, and again, another interesting point, juries. Obviously, we, you know, in, in this country, in England, um and in the uk you are tried by a a a jury of your peers 12 of them but obviously people are still people they have emotions they have biases they have they're susceptible to to dishonesty in some situations imagine if you turned around and took all of that out and you had robots that did that because they don't have bias they don't have they they're more reasoned than we are again would that be a better way of turning around and judging people by doing it with a technology that's so advanced that it can read people better than we can.
1: Going back to the police one, though, I do love that because, could you imagine the AI going to each other for? Are you bad AI or good AI in this interview? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I think there are certain elements where taking human humanity is that the right t- yeah taking human emotion or failings out the equation might improve detection or or end result
0: yeah and i mean you know if you look at two two things in which technology moves way quicker i would probably say the two industries in which technology always moves faster than anything else is uh technology related to war and technology related to pornography those are the two yeah. <laughs> instances in which technology moves faster so let's say for instance with warfare if you had ai so do you know i think it's the um, american military that are developing do you know like those um like suits that can make soldiers super strong. So it's like an exoskeleton type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're starting to be developed. But imagine it could be like a Robocop type thing. So do you know there's that exercise where he walks through a house and he has to identify what's a threat, who's a threat, and he does it slower than the robot. right. Yeah. Because of like the thinking time. I guess in a practical sense, if we had AI that worked like that and the robotic shell to put them in, it would be a more effective way of doing things like law enforcement and the police and things like because it can assess risk. It can assess whether or not a person's immediately a threat without any bias, without any kind of judgment and base the situation completely on fact and and, and facts alone. Where-
1: where you're going to go on the pornography side of this where's, it, where's that going with yeah.
0: <laughs> no do you know what it is it yeah. immediately immediately do you not think that the porn industry will immediately turn to sex robots when they become a thing like let's be honest if we look at it, what what was the technology that they were using was it deep fakes wasn't it where they were putting faces yeah. of people on when you think about it technology in both porn and war Always advances way quicker than anything else.
1: Well, the thing about porn is that porn dictates the direction of technology. So yeah. it's what made VHS win over Betamax. Yeah. I think it's what made Blu-ray win over um, like the other one. There was a HD DVD, wasn't there? There was another format that came out. And I think, yeah, it's it's whatever technology porn adopts is the technology that becomes successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny, because I, I won't name them, but I was talking to some people today, because I saw an article, um, and there was a headline that, I think it was in Thailand, police started investigating There was reports of a dead body on the beach, but it wasn't. It was an ultra-realistic sex doll that had washed up on the <laughs> beach. <laughs> but you do start thinking, right, if you start putting AI into, like, sex dolls, could people start having real relationships yeah, outside like... of people?
0: Yeah, let's be honest, right? We've all seen these, do you know, like those My Strange, not My Strange Addiction programs, but what do you know, like there was a program once with the bloke who had like uh, like bloody plastic wives, basically. It was like a sex doll, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? But like yeah, he yeah. believed that he was married to it. In instances like that, you will see like the only way that it, that could be better for him is if the thing had like a sense of consciousness, wouldn't it? But yeah, yeah it's true. Then do humans seek emotion, emotion from... Other f- other formats. So it's like at the minute when you look at like the way that date technology has affected dating. Let's say so dating's gone from having to ask someone out in a bloody library or walking past them in the street to now you swipe through Tinder to now you can just blind match or whatever it might whatever fucking new app there is in the world that does it. Do you know what I'm saying though? And all of a sudden, where does now humans get their emotions from? It's more words on a screen. You get the satisfaction of a like. You get the satisfaction in reality from a bit of code, text on yeah. a screen, as opposed to a proper human interaction. So you can imagine oh, things like God. that actually being... Sorry, carry on. I've remembered my point from about half half hour ago. Because... No, 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 go for <laughs> it. I was basically on my conclusion anyway.
1: <laughs> See, this is where I need AI to help me. You were talking about music. That's right, like like uh, AI can make music now. and Absolutely. But for me, an element of music is seeing it performed publicly by people and also, a lot of the better music has come from people's experiences. Yeah. Are AI going to start inventing experiences to write music about? Do you see what I'm trying to say? For me, I'm yeah. not saying absolutely AI can do it. And we've seen actually recently on Twitter, there's a new craze has come out that, what's it called? Is it called, um, not Picasso or whatever, but there's, a, there's this AI that you say, draw this or you give it something and it will draw four pictures of it of, what it, of what it can, the best it can do. Some okay. of them are quite good. Some of them are still quite horrific because it's still in that infancy. But yeah, <laughs> we are getting to a point where AI can draw art and can make music, but is there not a human element that makes music and art special as yeah. to a drawing?
0: Yeah, but then again, this is the thing. So it's like what level of create like again i feel like it's a little do you know what this is this is a little bit like the alien conversation that we had do you know we think about it from a very human perspective yeah so at what point do we start turning around and thinking to ourselves okay well it's not actually us needing to think about this from what our perspective is so we need to turn around and have an acknowledgement that the way that we perceive ai going is that it has emotions that are basically comparable comparable to humans so the lived experiences of the ai will then become the stories that they use when it comes to things like music and when we talk about emotion and that sort of thing does that make sense yeah but
1: but it probably wouldn't have well it'd be interesting to see what lived experiences it had but um but go back to the porn doll for a second not porn doll sex doll whatever (laughs) is better term I was listening again to this radio show and they interviewed a maker of one of these and they were saying that, yeah, they're starting to build into them even now, like emotion, emotion things. So it's like, oh, if you hold the hand, she'll like that and she'll respond to that. Right. But I was thinking like, at what point in the future now are you even now going to get turned down by one of these dolls because you haven't bought it dinner or something? You haven't <laughs> bought her dinner or you bought him dinner or you haven't taken him out or you haven't spoken to him or you've, you, or you've upset them. And now you're even being turned down by an AI an AI sort of doll.
0: But, well, this is the thing as well. And not, like, not to talk about it necessarily even like the porn industry, for instance. So let's talk about robots and artificial intelligence. We want artificial intelligence to do particular jobs. At what point does it get intelligent enough to be considered to be sentient? And at what point can we not force it into a particular job or to do a particular thing? Because it's conscious in its own right. So we would never in in any situation, well, you know, in in the UK, in the society that we understand, think that it was even reasonable or remotely moral to force someone to do anything, irrespective of what it was, whether it be a job, whatever it might be. So at what point do we consider artificial intelligence to be conscious enough that we actually have to look at it with the same morality that we do with humans? Because, you know, when AI becomes a thing, that will be a question that's asked, won't you? Don't you? Sorry.
1: Yeah, I I think it'll just be when the program, whatever we're talking about, the AI, is questioning things. Yeah. And and is actually reacting. Because like I said, right, right now AI is all around us, right? So AI is currently in email, it's in uh internet, it's in Netflix, it's in Amazon when it's recommending stuff to you. So we've got we've got AI now. The difference being we're not doing anything with it. It is just a tool for yeah in, enhancing life it's at the point where if my amazon recommendation page is saying do you really want to buy that album are you sure you need another oasis yeah. album something like that <laughs> that's it an, and i've and kind of been a bit flippant but i i i am being all, all, always also serious there where it's got to be where it's no longer just something that's doing a preset thing it's got to. It's got to be questioning, why am I doing this? Why are you asking me this?
0: Yeah. Like a robot, an AI factory is set up to make products and all of a sudden it starts turning up late for work because it's not motivated. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's it. And and I'm still thinking, we always go for the, the, the doom and gloom scenario. What if, yeah, and, and you kind of almost read my mind there, so I think you are an AI algorithm. Why <laughs> wouldn't AI become like humans? Why wouldn't it become lazy? Why wouldn't it say... Oh, we, we we, support you. We can see that by doing this, we're causing you harm. So how do we enhance each other's coexistence? Why do we think automatically that AI is going to destroy everything? Do you see what I'm saying?
0: Because that's what we as humans would do. That's how yeah, we would, would feel in more that situation.
1: Yeah, in but it would become more intelligent th- than us. So.
0: Yeah, this is true. Why, why, why wouldn't an AI car eventually well i guess they couldn't drive drunk but do you know what i mean why why wouldn't an ar car become reckless if we were turning around and saying oh well it's learning from humans and the way that we drive if it was intelligent enough to be developed more than us why wouldn't it be just more reckless than us because that's yeah. a human behavior that can be learned from its surroundings so, yeah i guess so a good it point. would have
1: to be a few generations of ai right because like i said there's always be the element of humanity in it so it would need to be drilled out of it and you'd probably want a few generations of that to happen right
0: yeah 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 this is true and also
1: you you know there's always a safe way we discussed it a couple of weeks ago we're going to build things that are going to fall over at the turn of a new year at some point anyway so all these AIs (laughs) (laughs) we're we're building them they they won't know how to address the millennium bug in the year 3000 so
0: (laughs) AI reading oh, okay. yeah AI in the year 2019 20, 19, 20 29, 99 um flicking back through the files of history and then it, all of a sudden it's got is it McFly I've been to the year 3000 it's yeah, just like yeah. must analyze song <laughs>
1: if look right all I'm saying is in 50 years time when AI is scanning the internet and it picks up this episode it's going to see that I'm thinking it can be used for good and thank you future world I've made AI good for you all all right <laughs> brilliant actually I think are we have you got anything else to add on this?
0: Nothing else major I think that it could be one of two things I just think that yeah we, we look at AI from a particularly human perspective to think that oh well we're creative and we're you know we're particularly unique because we're special like balls of gooey mush with brains and that sort of thing <laughs> but I feel like the way that AI is designed and intended to be used only sets it up to be basically better than humans in every way. And so that's the way, that's what I actually think is genuinely quite scary.
1: I think if it goes bad, it's because we've we've allowed it, we have influenced it to be bad, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, because in reality, humans have particularly fatal flaws when we look at like, and, and again, you know, even when you look at human history, like there's been no point at which human history has ever been completely peaceful on earth, has it? You know? So what's to say that, yeah, that AI wouldn't be...
1: Yeah, the, the thing is, it's like a a baby, right? A brand new baby. A brand new baby makes <laughs> sound like an item. A brand new baby doesn't know anything. It doesn't know good or evil, right? It learns it from its surroundings. And an AI, a program, doesn't know anything. It's been created. It, yeah. it will only know what it's been programmed to do. And it's influenced. So, so I think that's what I'm trying to say. I think, I think that's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. Would it be more a case of AI walking among us and on us not understanding because they're so human like or like you said, is it the stereotype of them being so much more advanced that they wipe us out? But in reality, I guess your prospect of like AI getting lazy and AI getting arrogant and AI <laughs> having all of the human flaws makes more sense because we're the only things that they have to learn from so
1: the, the, i've got an image in the future year where the ai is like do you know what we can make the humans work for us why do we have to go get me my my double choco macchiato latte please
0: <laughs> like there's a particularly rude customer and you've got an ai draining some um like fluid into the cup <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, i think i'm amazing done. i think i'm done we could talk a lot about AI, to be fair, because the thing is, as well, you can't even scratch the surface because there are so many projects ongoing at the minute.
1: Well, maybe we come back to it in a year. Maybe we come back yeah, in me, a year's yeah. time and we'll yeah. see where we're at. When, when AI Dan and AI Lou are presenting the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> could you imagine, all of a sudden, you've got both AIs. It's just like, oh, who are you going to be? It's Lou. Okay, well, I need to be dark and depressing and think about all the negatives. <laughs> and i have Dan so I can have a laugh and come with all of the facts. <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you very Uh, much if you've enjoyed oh wait gone
1: no sorry yeah i did want to say one thing because by the magic of editing i did forget to say at the start that we've got a new intro this week um you know the intro don't you i do josh wilson again so yeah part of the deal i had with him he's also created an intro so we're doing a new intro and and this is what i'm saying josh an AI wouldn't have been able to put the emotion that you've put into our intro and outro. So i, I that, that, that's right. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, no, seriously, thanks to Josh um, for creating a brilliant intro and a brilliant outro for us. And if you're listening, make sure you s- click like, download, and subscribe to our pod. That's, all, that's me done. <laughs>
0: again if you have enjoyed the topic of ai let us know give us a shout let us know if you've had any experience with ai um i did know that there was a story where alexa was just like letting out creepy laughs at one point in time did you ever see that story oh i think i've heard that yeah yeah Yeah, so let us know if you even had an experience with an alexa in that way or if your amazon recommended page did turn around and say you're a fucking idiot why are you buying this (laughs) hold on hold on and this is where ai can be bad alexa
1: play baby shark (laughs) <laughs> let's see if we get any comments back yeah if you he, if, if you're alexa's playing baby shark for you you're welcome
0: <laughs> dan's just simultaneously pissed off basically 100 of our viewer base it's a bit like um now we're going off on another tangent did you ever remember there was that um gamer who had his um xbox called xbox sign out <laughs> yeah. and people would read the sign out name and be like no no don't switch off <laughs> But yeah, if you have any had any funny stories with AI or any technology that you thought's intelligent, um, do let us know. You can get in touch with us at Casting Views on Twitter or Casting pod at gmail.com. Have you got any final notes?
1: Just thank you to everyone listening. Oh, and we got <laughs> merch. Have a look at the merch. Support us. by buying buy some merch.
0: <laughs> do indeed. So I will leave you with we know there's many podcasts from which you can choose. So we thank you for listening to Casting Views. If I want your opinion, I will give it to you, come on check what we've got cause you need it, don't make us get a spark